Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McLean, thanks for being with us. That's right. This program is being broadcast on Christmas Eve. Uh, so rather than doing a normal program, we decided that we were going to run a best of. And, and have, we recorded this a couple days in advance of Christmas yes, Eve. So this here's is some a, of our best of calls, which I think will be quite entertaining. Yeah. And what are you doing for uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas? Uh, Christmas, the kids will all be home. I've got two still in the house and two older ones that are out and they'll both be home. And Christmas Eve, we are all going to a 49ers game. Uh, on Christmas NFL, Eve. On Christmas Eve. Huh. It's my first time being to a a pro football game. I'm I'm shocked that I haven't been to one. No, no, no. I 100% understand why you haven't been to one because I've known you for a long time. Um, I'll watch football if it's on, but I don't seek it out. I have been to an NFL game, but it just surprises me that you're doing it on Christmas Eve. What? 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 It's my daughter's birthday. Christmas Eve's her birthday. And um, I don't know. I thought it'd be an interesting experience right. as a family. All right. My oldest, she's turning 27 that day. My youngest is 12. So something we could all do as a family. That's right. Good. And have a good we'll time. We'll see how the game goes. I'm sure I it'll have... be a great time. Anyway, so we've got some best of uh, calls here. And we're starting out in Seattle with JR. And JR wanted to know how to fold a rental property into her retirement plan. So I think it was one of the most interesting calls of this year. If any of your listeners, uh, Scott and Pat, want a mediocre trophy spouse, I'm available. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mediocre. My wife might have an issue with that, but I appreciate that. Well, you know what? Yeah. When we start talking about your finances, just stay away from the guy that's looking for a nurse and a purse. Well, that's it. I want someone who won't be around. I do. <laughs> Someone who's you know, got a relatively that, short again, life expectancy. I'll be on the arm. I'll talk artificial intelligence. You know. Right. That's why I say mediocre. Okay. It's, you know. All right, Jim. What can we do for you? Well, I, I uh, am the big 6'1 today, as a matter of Happy fact. birthday. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I'm not one of these people comfortable investing in the stock market. So I took my stock and I put it into real estate. Okay. I live in the Pacific Northwest, so it tends to retain its value pretty well. Okay. Um, so I have, um, I have a lake house that's paid off. I have a rental house that's paid off. Awesome. I have another rental house that still has about a quarter million mortgage on it that needs to be updated a little bit before it can be rented again. But I'm looking at that now. And then I have a um, mortgage on the primary house that I live in. Is, I the, also is have the primary a, the lake house? No, the primary is about 20 minutes from the lake house. It's, um, it's lovely. It's, uh, um, I just bought and moved into it last October. Okay. And, um, and then I also have uh, a strip of land, three quarters of an acre, that's to the side of the lake house to keep it uh, private. Okay. And the lake house, so, is that a vacation rental or is that a full-time rental? It's, it is. I, I bought it with cash. Um, it is just, uh, I go there in the afternoon. <laughs> okay, but, it, but it's, not, it's not an investment. You consume this. It's not generating any money. Okay, yeah. okay. Alrighty. <laughs> What's the lake house and the lot, those combined? What is that worth, you think? Um, so the lake house uh, right now is 1.65. And uh, was the primary the other one you were asking about? No, no, the, the What's lot. What's the lot worth? The lot worth. Oh, the lot. I just bought it uh, for two thirty-five. Okay. So what's your question for us? So to manage um, these properties, do I, do I start like an S-Core or LLC? Is that kind of the way to go for tax purposes? It doesn't matter. Um, I've never, I've never run rental properties yeah. before. It, 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 it really doesn't matter. Um, 
It's not going to change anything for tax purposes. It's not going to change anything for and tax purposes. Washington might have, if you set up an LLC, they might have an annual uh, tax that you got to pay regardless of what's happening inside yeah, it. But. Yeah, so um, it, it, <clears throat> excuse me, for taxes, it makes no difference. Um, from some, a liability standpoint, from, li- a, but it's, you, can, you can insure your way around that. Yeah, so it actually, so what you want to do is have a big umbrella liability policy, like $5 million or $10 million. In fact, I was, this weekend, I was actually um, spent some time uh, with a, a judge who was a, he obviously was an attorney before, well, maybe not obvious, but he was an attorney before he was a judge. And we got on the interesting subject of liability. Um, and he said, oh, Pat, look, first thing you do before you sue anyone is you do an asset search and you go deep. And he said, because everyone thinks the liability policy is the only thing that matters. He said, it is not. He said, because you can pierce, go above a liability policy on, and then you actually go after real assets for that person. Um, So in your situation, I would have a $5 million or a $10 million liability policy on this. On yourself, on yourself, on umbrella to make sure that the, and that the rentals are covered. Gotcha. I like that. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I personally carry a $10 million life, which is a terrible thing to say on the radio. If someone's going <laughs> to run in front of my car this <laughs> afternoon, <laughs> slip and fall at my house. Uh, <laughs> the Amazon guy. <laughs> um, you, you want that, but for, for tax purposes, the LLC of the S Corp. Um, it's not going to make any difference. It doesn't make any difference. So there's nothing I can write off really well as part of managing the property. Well, it all flows through to your, you write that off anyway, but it all flows through to your individual tax return. Um, Yeah. It just, it doesn't need a corporation or anything behind it. Yeah. It doesn't mean you shouldn't have one. I don't know. I, but how many rentals do you have? Two? Two. I don't know. I'd bother. I I have a residential rental that's not in a, um, it's just in my family trust. It's not in an. I didn't. You just didn't bother. Entity. Yeah. It's like why? What, what's the point? Yeah, I didn't. I, well, no point. I have a. I have um, a friend who I was thinking about appointing as a property manager, who's a former MMA fighter, and people look at him and <laughs> they're either attracted or scared of him immediately. I don't know if that's a quality. Like, I don't know if that's a qualifier for a property he manager. Looks, he looks like one of the Seahawks, and his uh-huh. wife, who's my real estate agent, looks like a Kardashian. Okay. So when I go out with them, they ignore me. People ignore me and pay attention to them um, every time. So I, what I was going to do? You're killing me, Jr. You need to get your I, own I don't podcast. Deal well with problems, and I like I like you know to push someone that people won't mess with. Well, Jr., you know? are, are you still working then? Yes. Oh. Yes, I work for a tech startup. Okay, and and by the way, Jr., you said that you don't do stock, um, but bas- I'm just not experienced in the okay. stock market. But, but, I have a four hundred one k, kind of a basic nest egg, and the um, company that's managing it, you know, it went from a uh, um, it's already fifty percent of what it was a year ago. If that's so fifty, there's something 50%? going on there. There's, there, there, yeah. No, no, there's something. There's yeah, there's something wrong there. Fifty um, percent. Yeah, the markets something. aren't down. 50%. Yeah, there's something wrong there. Uh, but, but so, but my point being is, look, every asset class lives in you know its own little time frame. So people say, what do you think about real estate? I'm like, what real estate? Or what do you think about stocks? I'm like, what stocks or bonds? Yeah. You know, there's and what's the objective and how long you plan on holding it inherently. And so I own all of those. Like even real estate. If someone says they're going to buy a house, they're going to sell it in two years. I'd be like, mm. yeah. yeah, but, but you should spend a little bit more time on your 401k and you should be putting the maximum in um, to the 401k and you should have it allocated correctly because it should not be down 50%. That is crazy. Uh, that I, I agree with your advice a hundred percent. I just have to find a better manager for All it. All right. Well, there's plenty around. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Thanks for uh, calling. Yeah, right. Thank I hope you. That was helpful. Thank yeah. You. And Bye. enjoy, 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 enjoy what? 
Just enjoy life, I guess. I don't. We need to tell Jr. to enjoy life. No, it sounds like Jr. enjoys life. <laughs> and her sixty-first birthday. Look, what was she saying? She's looking for a um, part-time husband or something. <laughs> Someone that's going to die soon. I don't think what I got out of it. <laughs> Someone who's not around very much. <laughs> Someone that travels. Next, we have Diane in California. Diane and her husband were. You know, questioning what to do with $215,000 that's sitting in a money market. And this is a question that we get from lots and lots of people that are interacting with our advisors. Hi, how are you? We're great. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. I have a question that my husband and I have been going back and forth with, and I need to get some decision on what to do with some money. Okay. Do you need to know my background a little? Sure. Like, uh, how old we are or how much yeah. money we have and what's, you know, our parts, we're yeah. Ross and what we have. There. You know the uh, drill. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm 75. My husband's 74. We have a Roth that's worth about 20000 between us. We have a Vanguard that's about 250000 and it's in half, about half and half, half in stock and about half in uh, treasuries and bonds and so forth. They've got it in that we've been investing in. So we're sitting in a, oh, and my husband and I together make about 84000 a year, and we have about 7000 in income, and we spend probably about four of it with expenses and so forth. So we have 215577 in a money market account. We've been sitting there for over two years at 0. .200. So my husband has been saying to me forever, what are we doing here? We're losing money. You know, inflation's eating it up, and, and uh, we got to do something with this. And blah, blah, blah. So anyway. All right, I do the am. imitation of your husband again. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so anyway, what would you guys do? Okay, do you owe anyone in the world any money? Mortgage. No. have a new car paid for. We have a house that we just bought recently that's paid for, and that's it. So the challenge here, Diane, there is no such thing as a free lunch. So as soon as we move this out of the money market and into just about anything else, we are going to take on some degree of risk. And risk might just mean a fluctuating account value. But you're also at a point where your income is more than your expenses, excluding your portfolio, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you you still got quite a few years ahead of you. You have well, enough. I'm not, t- I'm not sure about that. Okay. My husband, both of us, have had cancer. <clears throat> I lost my both parents in their sixties, so I've outlived them a little. And my sister, when she was in her fifties. Uh, we have a lot of background of unhealthy things going on. Okay, and okay. so I don't know. I, I figure if I make it another 10 years, I'm doing well. Are, and are you supporting children in any way, shape, or form? No, or grandchildren? but we have a son that we really would like to help him get a house or help him do something, even though he's working and he's got a pretty good how many job. Kids, how many children do you have? Just one. Oh. Oh. All right. And he's 41. And so, and, and, and he, he tries a hard worker, not, I like the idea of helping him buy a house, do some sort of joint, uh, shared ownership. I mean, you can have it entitled in his name, but I would, you can kind of structure it in some way that if you need the money down the road, um, you can get it back, but you're looking and, at and so strange. Well, I just, I, I don't know your 41 year old son, um, uh, married kids. Okay. No. He's single. He's in biochemistry, and he came up here to San Francisco. We all were enjoying ourselves in L.A., Southern California weather and all. And he got up here to a job that offered him a lot of money, well, pretty good money, about 150000 compared to what he was making. He was only making eighty at USC, and then he was only making 120 when he came up here to another biotech. So another one he just moved into about a few months and ago. And tra- does he want to buy a house? He would love to get a house, and he needs a car. And I said to him, well, when are you going to do this? And I, said, well, I, well, if it was me, I wouldn't buy my kid a car. No. Because it's depreciating. <laughs> but what you could do, 
is let, for some portion of these dollars, obviously not all of it, but let's say it was even 100000 or 150000 uh, have a little side agreement that you own. Let's say the house is a million. I'm just throwing a number out. The house is a million dollars. You put in 150. You own 15% of the home. He's responsible for all of the uh, maintenance and expenses and property taxes and everything else on it. Uh, and then as time goes by, you can always. Um, if he can refinance out of it or if he trades or whatever happens, you own that. I like that idea. So, so here's what I would do. I'd take $50,000. I'd buy a one-year treasury. I'd take the other hundred and fifty grand, and I'd see if I could help my son out. And I wouldn't give it to him. And I, but I, I would but, structure it just like I had suggested. That's right. And it's that's, a kind of a side agreement that, and um, it, it, you're, you're, you're owning part of an equity position, which you makes perfect sense. I've done that before, and I've had good experience well, would with that. You do that then, instead of putting it back into the vanguard. That's right. Into the that's other right. stuff that's that, there. That's correct. That's correct. If this, if, yeah. if you want to help your son buy a house. You're in a financial position. You you could do so, um, and then you can participate in any equity appreciation. If and later you choose to just forgive it, then you can forgive yeah, it. Yeah. So I would take Give fifty thousand dollars and buy a one year treasury in the other hundred and fifty, which is equivalent to a money market, and then the other hundred and fifty grand. Yeah. Um, and or, I'd leave fifteen. Or if grand you don't want to go that route, then I would simply add to some of the positions you've got. That's, That's right. Appreciate the call. And then we've got Tony, uh, which we call our house call. We took a call in 2021 from Tony. He wanted our advice on whether he should pay off his mortgage. Uh, at the time, he was skittish about it. But so this year, uh, we paid him a house call to see whether or not he took our advice. And you'll get to hear a portion of both calls. So um, hopefully you'll find these as entertaining as we find them. What's the interest rate on the mortgage? 2.9. And how much do you have in your 401k and 457s? My 401 uh, today is today 680, and my uh, 457 and the 401 has 397. And and your wife, uh, how much does she have? That's combined. Okay, so you've got a approximately million eighty. Yeah. What if you did this? What if you took 148 thousand, or maybe even a tad bit more than that, from your 401k and moved it into a separate IRA? invest a little more conservatively, then have that IRA, whatever that mortgage amount is, have it just send you that check for that amount each month to make the mortgage payments. Well, so well, are so you take 100 and, and let's say 60000 and move it into an IRA and have it pay me yeah. back that amount of the mortgage. That's, that, that's a psychological game that we're playing here. Yes. How much money do you have in the bank? You, you guys, again, like the last gentleman said, you're going to get mad at me. I, I have about 157000 Oh, this is easy. Oh, <laughs> oh, you're killing me. <laughs> Tony, Tony, you answer the question for us. What do you do? <laughs> but I don't want to deplete that. That's, no one cares. Stop, stop, stop. You have almost $1.1 million in liquid cash. It sits in a 403B and 457. Don't worry about depleting that. Absolutely don't worry about it. If you're worried about liquidity, you've got plenty. How much are your pensions between the two of you? You mean what's our, like, monthly? Monthly, or, or yes. Monthly? About 16000 Okay, and have you touched any of the 457 or 401K since you or your wife retired? No. Okay, okay, look. You go down to the bank where you bank, and there's a picture of you and your wife back there, and every day they walk by and they give you a little nod and say thank you because you <laughs> lent them at a half a percent, and then you borrowed it back at almost three. Take yeah, yeah. I don't want you to talk about it. I don't want you to think about it. I don't have a dog in this fight. You got to go down, pay that thing off immediately, write the check. Okay, but you know, I'll and by the, by, you know what's interesting, like <laughs> Tony. You you started this call, and you said, "I wish I had the problems of the previous caller with his four point yeah. one million. And we said maybe it's realistic to take uh, one hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year out. 
You've got a pension. You and your wife's pensions are 192000 and you have guaranteed uh, cost of living. You're much wealthier than the previous caller. You have caller. much, much more money than the previous caller. If I did what's called a net present if I was value to, calculation. If, if someone said option door number eight, door one is, is the previous caller and door two is you, I would take door two. That's right. But you, you, yours is viewed differently because you don't view it as a lump sum. But if I did what's called a net present value calculation based on your life expectancy and your life, wife's life expectancy and put a cost of living adjustment in there. It, it, way, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, but right, he right. called me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys are making me feel good now, but I still feel... You know, it just makes me nervous. Okay, okay. Uh, but, but no one cares how you feel. You just you're going to do the right thing. <laughs> this isn't a hard decision. How about this? How about I pay off your mortgage and you <laughs> write me a check every month that pays two point nine percent interest for someone that has stellar credit and will never default on this thing? How do you feel about that? Well, <laughs> write me the check. All right. I will actually, I would do it. I would do it. I would do it. You want to loan him the money? I would, I'm going to collateralize his home. The home's worth more than $148,000. I'm pretty confident he's going to make the payments. I'm pretty he's confident. got pensions of almost two hundred grand a year. Yeah, there's plenty to go after there. So, uh, Tony, thank you. That was, what, how many months ago was that? Eight months that was ago. last July. Last July. Eight months ago, yeah. Eight months ago. Last July. So, so Tony, tell us what you did. Well, I took your advice to a degree. Okay. <laughs> and what I, <laughs> I'd like to say that you pushed me in the right direction. Um, you know, it, it was sound advice. And I, and I really, what I said then is, is what held true even through the process. I paid off my mortgage, but I did it in increments so that it wouldn't um, seem so daunting at one time. So, I, I ended up taking some some cash. I mean, I took about half cash and then did what you suggested as far as 401k. But I started thinking, well, why not just, you know, just, just do it all at once? And so eventually that's what I did. Okay. And, and it's paid off my mortgage. So I had to take a little hit on the taxes, but it was worthwhile. Well, the, <laughs> taxes. Yeah, not to have Wait a minute. Because he took some money out of the IRA, so you keep some money in the bank, correct? Exactly. Yeah. So, and what, my guess is you took thirty or forty thousand dollars out of the IRS, so you keep some money in the bank. Am I close? <laughs> thirty thousand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you you know you know so you know what's interesting about this is this is where behavioral finance yeah, actually I lo- comes I, I, in. I, I, I love I love the situation just because we're all human and we all have our own biases and fears and dreams and. It, and it drives all of our decisions, right? Yeah, yeah. In every area of life, you're and particularly exactly our right. finances. Yeah. You're exactly right. I mean, when you're, you know, when, you know, there's a comfort zone that everybody has, I guess. And not everybody. Not to see. Yeah, you have. <laughs> well, I guess. Yeah. You talk to someone who's and 65 who never saved a dime, I'll tell you, they, they very different comfort level. So, and so how did yeah. you, so you, you went through this process. At the end of it, you feel... All right. It feels strange. Um, <laughs> you know, of course, I still have to pay taxes, and that's unavoidable, you know, property taxes. But nonetheless, I mean, it just feels, I mean, not having a house payment is just, I don't know, it's, it, 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 it feels good <laughs> not, to, not to have a mortgage uh, first time ever. Um, I don't know if you, I live in Welton, California. Yeah. So I, it, uh, I don't know if you know that area. I, I do. I do. Um, so, so Tony, the, the interesting thing about this, right? The interesting thing about your net spendable income every month has gone up because of the fact that that money's not going out to the yeah. mortgage. And it is, you know, you know, we see it all the time where people, they, there's the psychological that you have to have a mortgage. You don't have to have a mortgage. And by the way, you should make sure that your portfolio, that, that million $80,000 that you have in your IRAs is well diversified so that you can get some peace of mind as that goes through these markets ups and downs. Yeah, it, it hasn't been, I mean, yeah, obviously, I mean, I, a little bit of a hit in the last few months, but it hasn't been, I mean, I've been through, you know, having it so long, I've had this happen in the past, but 
you know, it's all, you know, not about, it's not about panicking or doing anything crazy. I, I, I'm, I'm not doing too bad. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right doing now. great. I think you're doing great. Yeah. So. I mean, as far as my investment, so I'm not, you know, I'm not too nervous about that. I just, you know, you guys, I, I've been listening both of you for a long time and, um, you know, I've always wanted to call in and, you know, sometimes you need that little push, you know, to say, well, if they say it's okay and they, they live it every day, you know, it, <laughs> uh, maybe, I, maybe I'm, I'm being too conservative. You know, Tony, uh, with that advice that you just said, I'm going to have my wife actually start listening <laughs> to this show because we talk about behavioral finance. Today, my wife and I had a discussion about something around finances and we both had different views of it, right? And so I could anchor my views 100% in logic because I'm, this is what I do and I try to remove the emotion from it, but it doesn't move my point. So we appreciate uh, you listening to the show and uh, congrats on having the paid off mortgage. Yeah, thanks for calling. Yeah, well, thanks uh, both of you. Thank you. We're going to actually take a quick break. And when we come back, we will continue on with some more of our best of calls for 2022. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen, and Pat McLean, and we're continuing with our best of calls on this Christmas Eve. Yep. We're in Texas with Pam. She wanted to know how to invest 400000 from the sale of a house. Hi, guys. Hi, Pam. How are y'all? We're doing great. How are you doing? We're doing good. Okay, here's my question. We're My husband's two years from retirement. We have two homes totally paid for. We're going to be selling one home and moving into our lake house when that happens. Okay. I'm, I work full-time. I'm a real estate broker. He's an engineer. Um, in two years, we'll both be 70. Okay. So we'll take our max social security. What I have uh, probably three hundred thousand in Edward Jones, and the house will sell will be about four hundred thousand cash. There's no, we haven't had any mortgages for over ten years. Okay, um, you're a conservative so. real estate agent. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> most of your peers don't live that way. I knew there was one left. <laughs> there had to be one. There's one of us that pay our taxes early and have money in the bank. Yeah. All right. So much for those real estate clients we were going yeah, to get, Scott. Right. But thank you. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, come on. Oftentimes, oh, it seems like, particularly at the end of a market cycle, they're they load loaded up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Big mortgages. Yeah. Well, oh. right now, we'll for the next two years, we'll be shaking out all those realtors that don't need to be in this business. So okay. This is my 48th year. Yeah. So wow. it's not my first rodeo. So, uh, <laughs> and she <laughs> can actually use that term coming from Texas. So not my first, yeah, first rodeo. Exactly. That means Doesn't nothing to work for me living to, in the suburbs of Northern California. Yeah, that means nothing to us people out here. So anyway, so you've got so $400,000 in cash from the sale of the house. Yes, and I'll, I want to invest that somehow that it'll throw off enough to pay my property taxes here and insurance and a trip to Hawaii every year. <laughs> Got it. And to, and, but you're talking in two years. Yeah. Okay. How okay. much money do – so how much on an annual basis is that? Do we – will we get – No, no, no. No, no. How much, how much money, money do you, do you need, need to, to do what you just said? Oh, um – I probably need about thirty thousand, twenty-five, thirty thousand for that. Okay, so at four hundred thousand dollars, that's at twenty-five thousand, that's a six point two five percent rate of return. Um, so there, you're not going to get there without risk. Or okay, we don't talk about. It. I mean, one way to do this, if this is if this, if this is truly the one thing you're trying to accomplish with those dollars, you could buy a an immediate lifetime annuity, joint survivor annuity, on you and your husband. When you do something like that, you give up control of your principal. It's gone. That you don't have the four hundred grand. It's kind of like buying a pension, right? You get higher. You'll get a higher equivalent yield because you you don't have the per, the principal anymore. What other assets I'm are just there? Throwing it out I, there. I, listen, Scott. I know. Uh, um, I, I I hear you. I don't think that's exactly what it would end okay. up coming down to. But that's right. Uh, so uh, what are you taking out of the three hundred thousand in your brokerage account? 
Well, uh, we plan to like take two thousand a, a month. Okay, that's twenty four. So that's eight percent. And are there any other assets anywhere? Four hundred one ks, IRAs. Well, we have a building that. Uh, no, that investment account has all those, and we probably have a hundred thousand liquid uh, in our savings all the time. Okay. Um, and what's the value of the building? And now? are either one of you on Social Security now? No. Okay. No. And we want to wait and take the yep. highest amount. And what's the... So we what, should make about 7500 a month on that. And so what's the value yeah. of the building that you own? It's worth about 100000 and it has an apartment in it that will probably throw off about twelve to 15000 a year. Well, there's, you know, we don't. If you can get a twelve to fifteen, twelve to fifteen percent gross rent on a, that's a good. I'd, I'd go buy more of those things. That's excellent. That yeah. is really good. I would like to. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, that's really yeah. really good. It's probably worth. Well, it's probably worth more like, it, Yeah, it's it's a lake property. So okay. So um, the the answer to the question is to to achieve that objective right there. And and Scott is right. An immediate annuity is an answer. The reason I would probably stay away from it is because one of the things that you said you wanted to do to, with the money is to to go to Hawaii every year. You're in your Here's your seventies. The idea of you going to and it happens. I have clients that are in their nineties that go to Hawaii, but no, not, we only. I only think we'll go for ten years of okay. travel. Yeah, most and I figure by eighty, Here's, we'll just Pam. Stay home. Like you are this. You are the perfect candidate. For for a financial plan, I mean, like meeting with an advisor, you put all these inputs in, you can do lots of different what if scenarios and, and you can say, okay, 10 years of Hawaii and you can plug all those in because I think, I, I think my, my concern anyway is, is if you were, if you were retiring today and you said, I'm going to take two grand a month out of my brokerage account and I want 25 to 30 grand a year out of my 401k, my 400,000 from the sale of the house. I'm, my concern is that you're you're going to watch your your savings dollars start to de- to de- decline, and and, right. and it's not that you'll run out of money, but you will you will use that up because of those what the numbers you gave us of percentages that you were taking out are high numbers, yeah. right in today's world in today's world. So they may not be if interest rates in two years are you know the ten year treasuries at five percent. <laughs> Holy smokes, there'll be a lot of damage between now and then if it gets to 5%. I'm just <laughs> telling you. Yeah, yeah. I'm a 30-year mortgage. 30-year mortgage. But the you, you, so what happens is that, that in today's environment, now you're asking me about something in two years from now, but today's environment, those types of withdrawals that you want to take from those two accounts are high as a percentage. So we need to find some other creative ways to make this happen. Or take less money or realize you're using up some principal over time and that you know how long you're using that principal up over time. But what you just said to me is I want to take. And if my, my back to my, my point on I mean, if the plan is to use up some principal over time, you could actually say that we're going to earmark 10 years worth of Hawaii. My challenge there is what happens at year 11 and you still feel good and you want to go again. You can't. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah. But what you, but the you, numbers you, you share. You have to drive to Galveston. You, this year, Hawaii's in Galveston. Oh, God. God, God, is that, God that is. Okay. Galveston. We were like. Okay. In August. <laughs> Galveston's cheaper. Just pretend. <laughs> Look, we're going to a luau. Exactly. Mom, that's not Maybe a Maybe your eyesight will be so poor at the time you can't tell the day. They were like, Mom, that's not. We're not. This this is a luau. That's not a roast pig. That's a chicken. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so, we are two years. We have beat this joke up. You're two years away from retirement. Go get a financial yeah. plan. We're in Florida with Rose. Rose wanted to know whether she should pay off her mortgage or not. Hello. Thank Hi. you for taking my call, guys. Oh, oh good. Thanks, thanks for calling. What can we do for you? Oh, mine. I. <laughs> Well, I have a couple of questions that I need to run by you and see if you guys can help me out. Right. Um, I have a mortgage, a small mortgage of about $130,000. Okay. And uh, I have a 3.25 uh, interest rate. Mm-hmm. I have the money to pay. Uh-huh. It is set up aside on um, 
a high-yield savings account because I didn't want to take chances. Got it. But I am always afraid to pay off this mortgage and um, run out of money, and <laughs> basically. So, uh, so, so, Rose, if I, if I may, I, I like where you're going with this. How much money do you have in this high-yield savings account? Let's, let's not talk about the mortgage, but how much money do you have in the high-yield savings account right now? I have about uh, between it's we call I call it the house account, which is the mortgage and our emergency fund. So it's about two hundred eighty thousand. Okay, and then do you have any money in brokerage accounts or IRAs or anything like that? Stocks, bonds. Yes. Tell us about that. We do have uh, a total. Well, with the um, this money, with this the high yield savings account, we have about. The, Two million. Okay, so you have, in addition to this two hundred and eighty thousand, you have one point seven two million dollars in other investments. How old are you? Yes, uh, sixty-three. And are you married? I'm married. My husband is sixty-four. And are you oh, receiving? 65, I'm sorry. Are you are you taking any money out of this two million dollars uh, a year to live on? No, okay. we are not taking any money. You got to pay this mortgage off. Has a, a well, my my husband has a, a pension. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not big, but um, he has a pension, and we're not taking Social Security yet. We are waiting until at least his full retirement age. Yep. And uh, so, my, my problem with paying the mortgage yeah, is what's that... The, uh, what's the uh, concern here? What's the risk? That I, <laughs> I, I'm concerned that if we decide to, to sell the house and move to where the kids are closer to, and then I won't have money to, for, no, for down payments. No, you, know? you would have the money for down payments. <laughs> that isn't even an issue. And the, the thing is, you you know what I love about this, Rose? You're a you you took your money and you put it in a high yield savings account. You didn't say a savings account. You said it's a high yield savings account, and that high yield savings account yeah, is yielding yield. is yielding what a half a percent? Yeah, half a percent. Now. Half a percent. How about it's how about, how about we put but it in a super high yield savings account where we can yield three point two five percent? That that would be great, but you know my concern is that um, we are sort of a running. We have this emergency fund, yeah. and uh, because I I'm not on Medicare yet, my husband is, so I get all the benefits of my health insurance. Mm-hmm. So I pay zero for health insurance. Yeah. If I pay, and I'm thinking that we're going to need to use this money for this year no. until next April when I am on social no. or on Medicare. No, no. Instead of uh, taking money out of the our retirement accounts, because if I take money, then it becomes that is the income, yeah. and then I might not. Get it, Rose, here's here's subsidies. how I look at it. So, like, I don't like wasting money on electricity, my electricity bills. So, but if I'm not in the room, the lights are off, and I've always yelled at the kids because they don't turn the lights off. But I like the lights off, and I thought that's like a normal behavior. Most people I know, that's kind of the same thing. But then I, I met this one woman. She said she grew up, her parents told her that that was a sign of poverty to have a dark house. So she always liked all the lights on in her house. Really? Correct. I never met anyone like that. I'm looking at her a little cr- Wow. Right. So she says, for like, this is what I was brought up to. You want a nice, bright house all the time, all the lights on. So if you're the type of person that likes all the lights on, you don't mind just spending extra money for nothing, then keep the mortgage. But there's no, mm-hmm. there is none. You cannot make an economic argument to me about why you should have that mortgage. There's none. There's none. You've got two hundred eighty thousand. You owe a hundred and thirty on the house. You spend it. You take a hundred and fifty grand out. You still have, right? You, you take a hundred and thirty thousand, pay off the house. You still have a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in I yield account. And in your house money, have, your emergency money, in your emergency, and then you have another one point seven million dollars that you're not spending now. And you've got a pension coming in to meet your needs. Yeah, you, you can't make an argument. So you called. You want to argue with us? And we'll, we'll tell you to do whatever you want. Right? Makes you comfortable. But you called and asked for our opinion, and our opinion is absolutely pay this off. Unless, unless what's two point seven five? So it's. 
the difference to you is three thousand dollars in year in interest payments by keeping mm-hmm. this mortgage. That's right. That's two hundred fifty bucks a month. Two hundred fifty bucks a month. So if it makes you feel better and you want to waste two hundred fifty bucks a month, waste the two fifty. You can flirt. You can turn the lights on too. Yeah, you can do anything you want. I just got to worry that. Okay, I'm not gonna. I can't help you there. Well, Rose, do not worry. You you look at here's the reality. Part of the reason you have these dollars is because you've worried since you were a young girl about money. That's right. You show me someone that doesn't care about money. You show me someone that doesn't care about money, I'll show you someone that doesn't have it. And I bet when you were uh, when you were a, a young bride, you would take some dollars and kind of hide them, hide them away from your husband. They to have a separate account and save and right. Keith, you guys are a financial guys and also psychic. <laughs> no, no, we've been doing this for thirty years. <laughs> You're not the first Rose we ever met. Psychic. <laughs> this is a this is an emotional <laughs> issue here, Rose. This is not a financial one. The financial one's easy. Yeah. You know what you know what the right you thing know to do. what to do is. You're ju- you're trying to get us to talk you into it. But we're not going to get. I am afraid to do it. Then That's don't right. do it. It's just going to cost you. you you're giving up two hundred and fifty. No, psychic. You're giving up two hundred and fifty dollars a month opportunity cost by not paying off the mortgage. But it's not going to make a difference in your it's life. It's not going to make a difference. It's not going to make just a like that. My friend who keeps the lights okay. on in the it's house. Not, so if it makes you feel better, you're going to have to quit talking about it, though. If you don't do it, you can't ask anyone else. You can't call any of the shows. You certainly can't she call. Can do whatever us. she wants. I guess you can. She can keep this thing on the burner forever. Can't ask us again. All right. So our answer is financially, you should pay this mortgage off tomorrow. Emotionally, yeah, you're on your own. I, if you were my, if you were my, if you were my older sister, I'd say to you, "What are you out of your mind?" Because you're Irish and you yell at each other. (laughs) Yeah, then we'd scream, and then I tell her, "Never come to my house for holidays anymore." If you were my older sister, all right, my, guys. My, all right, Rose. There you go. Appreciate the call. <laughs> Thanks. And finally, for our best of call is Rob and Peyton. Rob had his daughter on the phone to get some sound advice from, I think it was just from Pat, but anyway. Thank you, and thank you for your service to financial planning. Well, thanks. Um, we, uh, I have both myself, I'm the dad, and then I have my daughter Peyton on the line with us. Oh, wonderful. And we're trying to guide her in the right financial direction. Our questions today are kind of on the other side of the spectrum of financial planning, retirement, more the beginning side. So, um, you know, this is one of these things that, you know, I wish I knew then what I know now um, is what I'm trying to help her with. Got it. So Peyton, is, she's 22. She's a recent graduate from college and has just started her career two weeks ago. Congratulations, oh, yeah. Peyton. Peyton, where did you go to school? Thank you. I just graduated from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Oh, good for you. And what did you study? I studied agricultural communications, and now I'm doing ag marketing. Oh, good for you. So, Wow. You're uh, using your degree. Agriculture <laughs> communication that let us speak into the... Yeah, the dancing raisins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for you. Good okay. For you. Yeah. What and, so, and not a, by the way for the rest of the listeners across the United States, this is a uh, a college that is oh, a few hundred miles away from uh, where we broadcast from Sacramento, and it is a very difficult school to get into. Yeah, it's very prestigious. Uh, very very prestigious in a beautiful location. Uh, it's, so visit California. Um, and you work for Peyton, so is your job with a large employer or an association, or who you work for? Um, I'm working for a large employer now. Okay. And I imagine they offer a 401k. They do. They do. And I'm trying to navigate but, everything that comes with that. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's kind of our question. So, um, so walking into this, um, she has no debt. So we saved via a 529 plan for the last 18 years. So... Um, go ahead and put me down for a hard no on forgiving student debt. Okay. Um, as a side note. <laughs> and, um, and she also has approximately $30,000 now from savings over her life from various things, jobs and 4-H animals. And, oh, good job. And wow. actually dad harvesting some birthday money over the years. Good and, job, Peyton. So, um, yeah, so she has, she's kind of on the on the other side where she doesn't have debt. She actually has some, some money, um, hopefully, to invest. Um, um, well, the first thing Peyton so, wants to do is put the maximum into the 401k. 
I wouldn't say the yeah, maximum. So She's not going to be putting in six. The I mean, maximum is a percentage of pay that the plan allows. Well, some allow 30% of pay. I, right, I, right. I would think 10 to 15% into the 401k. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so this, is, this is what I'm proposing for okay. her. Um, be, before the 401k question is, you know, so you're always trying to save. You're trying to save for houses probably down the road. Um, you know, that seems like a long ways down the road. But in the next five to 10 years, um, that's going to be something that she's going to be interested in. And to give her a good financial base, I'm recommending that she lives at home for a year or two, understanding that comes with some sacrifice because you're back living with mom and dad, right? And it's, I was in college, you know, kind of free, and now I'm back with mom and dad, so I realized there's some sacrifice there. Um, but I think that would give her a great financial base going, going forward. Um, and we can get to that. So, as a, <laughs> so I got to tell you, Pat and I are both looking at each other like um... – I wouldn't. I, I, I look, look. There. So my here's kind of my thought about this. Obviously, she knows how to save. She's got money saved. Uh, and it, it's always this balance between enjoying some life today and saving for tomorrow. Someone at 22 years old, if they're saving, let's call 15 percent. What was that that book that was written a hundred years ago? The, the wealthiest the barber. barber. Something about the what is the, the wealthiest? wealthiest barber? It's all about saving ten percent of your income. If you save ten percent of your income from the day one, you don't have to worry about it. If you stay, save ten percent of your income, stay out of debt. You don't really have to worry about anything else. Um. So, from a typical new college grad, it's like if you can be saving ten to fifteen percent in your four hundred one k, I'd use the Roth option at this income level. Uh, then, like, if you choose to go to the weekend with some friends for the bachelorette party or go out to dinner with some friends, like, yeah, you can enjoy, feel good about those sort and, of things. And living at home is, you know, we shouldn't, we, we shouldn't confuse the, the money thing with the, the social thing at a 22-year-old, right? So you called, my, I, look, look, my daughter lives with, I have yeah. four children. My daughter lives with us. But it's not... Uh, um, it may be economics for her, but it wasn't for me. I didn't encourage it one well, way she or the moved other. Down, she graduated right in COVID time, right? She graduated uh, during uh, COVID. That's yeah. right. That's uh, right. Yes. Um, that yeah. sent home, probably sent home in the middle of COVID. She never went we, back. Oh, no, we went to our graduation. Okay, whatever. I don't know what I'm talking about. but Anyway, she decided. On. So she teaches at a low-income school. Um, and, and doesn't make a ton of money, but co teaches in low income public school, uh, and will be attending law school next year, and will probably move, move, move moving out again. So for that was just easy. It had nothing to do with what I wanted to do or not want her to do. Um, and quite frankly, I don't mind. In fact, I like her living there. Um, it's finally nice to have an adult in the room. Um. So I, I don't, I, you, you know, I, and Rob, don't I, confuse like I remember living. My, my oldest daughter, I love dearly. We have a great relationship. And she was home for a couple months during COVID. And she didn't last. Good. And it's just, our relationship's much better when she's not at home. So, so, <laughs> so Rob, don't, if, if, if that's what Peyton decides, then Peyton decides, right? I don't know. No, and, I agree. I mean, obviously 100% her, her choice. Yeah. I'm just trying to, you know, show her the as you're as you're building this income at least in the first year then you know she's able to see see things um grow yeah you know compounding interest she'll she'll see that you know it's more powerful for i'm going to challenge here if if she really focused on her career right so she worked hard Mm -hmm. she obviously worked hard in high school to get into cal poly I uh, didn't, I don't know how she graduated, but she graduated at Cal Poly. So I don't know where she fit in the class, but it doesn't matter. She's got a job now. Once you get your first job, your GP, all that stuff kind of is irrelevant. But the better, the better, the better you can do in your career to become more and more valuable first to your employer and then to wherever that leads, that's going to yield the greatest economic benefit over your lifetime. If you can get to the point where you're suddenly in the top two or 3% of income earners because you're so good at what you do, that's going to yield much more financial independence. You can't really bank on that. So, but that's, so we're getting up way off line and we have lots of young people that start with us right off college. And they ask me, what should I do? And I always tell them to go join Toastmasters to learn public speaking. 
because it, you can articulate your ideas. It makes you much more valuable in the marketplace. So in saying all that, Rob, yes, if she lives at home and she saves, if she's saving for a house, I would buy one-year treasuries uh, or put the money in a high-yield She's probably not going to buy a house for a few years. I, yeah, but I still wouldn't invest it in right. equities if I thought I was going to buy a house in the next five years. Scott? I, I I don't know. It's a good time to be investing. I would recommend taking some of that, maybe make a Roth IRA contribution no, for this year. I, no, no. Cor, cor, after you do the Roth, you know, 15% of pay. Into the 401k. Into the 401k, do it Roth. I'm assuming you're making yeah, less yeah, yeah. than, you know, a ton of money. And then maybe a Roth IRA because you could draw the money out of the Roth IRA for the purchase of a first-time home. Yeah, but for the $30,000 she has to invest, I wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't leave it all in. I wouldn't leave it all in cash. I forgot about the thirty grand. Yeah, I wouldn't I'd leave it all in half cash. Of it. Yeah, I'd, I'd invest some. Yeah, and then the money she saves on a monthly basis—that's what I was talking about. Putting it into high yield money right. market. Oh, to save for a house. Right. To save for a house. Yeah, I would agree with right. that. Right. So I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking that she would um, uh, contribute to the four hundred one k to the amount that's going to be matching, um, which is going to be four percent. And and then the balance, um, some sort of investing. You all are are uh, suggesting a Roth where she can borrow against it. If I'm hearing that correctly, that's right. But she, she can, can withdraw from it, not borrow. But I would con- I would recommend contributing more to the 401k. And for one simple reason, the, 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 the when if you listen to the show for a period of time, where's the majority of people's assets? It's in their co- company retirement plan. Why is that? Because the money gets yanked out of the paycheck before someone has a chance to spend it. And by the it's way, by the, the way, best force savings there is. Rob, she'll she'll have a four hundred one k Roth option on her four hundred one k. So we're saying do both the yeah. Roth option on the four hundred one k and the Roth, and then invest half of that thirty thousand dollars. I take fifteen grand and I put it in the total market. Yeah, that's what I would buy with it. I'd leave the other. Fifteen thousand. I'd probably buy two year treasuries with it. Oh, you buy or, a, uh, you put it in a high yield or a savings, high high yield savings account. Slow down here, buddy. Or I would put it a two year treasury, or I would put it in a high yield savings account or a two year CD. Yeah, it's kind of hard to buy a treasury fifteen thousand uh, dollars. Okay, It'd be a lot of work for. I don't know. <laughs> so, All right. Hey, Rob and and Peyton, appreciate the call. I hope that was helpful. Yes, appreciate that. Yeah. Evan, have a wonderful Christmas, happy holidays, and uh, we'll see you next week. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.